You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Any man lack, what's that word? Wisdom. You know, your life and my life, we cannot live without wisdom. There is a dearth of wisdom. I'm watching people make decisions regarding child rearing. It's so wrong. There's no wisdom in it. I don't know if you got online how to do this, but yeah, you, you didn't get it from a uh, Titus chapter 2 older lady or an older man. You didn't get it from a preacher. You're making, some folks in America, you're making such foolish decisions with your children. Foolish. It's not wisdom. I, I would never want to come across tonight, especially this great church, and act as if you're a, 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 a dumb or the word stupid. I would never want to treat anyone like that. I, I like wisdom. There are times in my life I like wisdom. God said if you lack, if you're inferior, is, that, that's a powerful word. If you're inferior with wisdom, what is wisdom? It, it's that word Sophia. And Sophia simply means discernment or sensible. I, I'm watching my dear pastor friends making decisions that are not based on wisdom. You cannot tell me, Brother Bertram, and you and I know this, you cannot, no, no one can tell us how it is wisdom to cancel Sunday school. You say, well, it's not in the Bible. Well, yeah, but we've had it for a couple hundred years around here, and it's worked. How's America doing without the Sunday school? How are we doing? We're not doing well, folks. Pastors, why are you canceling Sunday school? I, I don't understand that. And the big thing is, well, you know, you fundamentalists, you're not Bible teachers and expositors. Then why'd you cancel Sunday school? I don't know the number, Brother Ramers. Maybe we have as many as 200 t people working in the Sunday school, teaching the Word of God and serving in the, Word of, uh, serving in the Sunday school area. It may be more than that. But why would I want to tell 200 people, stop studying the Bible and praying for a class and teaching? Why would, why, why would I want to do that? I want my people more in the Bible, not less. I, can't, I just can't imagine... Brother, brother Everett, I can't imagine that I think about it, I thought about it today, I thought about it, I preached about it in college yesterday. I can't imagine there's 387,000 churches in America. And, and you, you know around here, they're closed on Sunday night. They're just closed. They're not open. And, and you Bible-believing preachers, you got all these reasons why you don't have church. Here's what I want you to do. When, now you say, okay, we don't have church on Sunday night. Would you at least do this favor for me? Would you drive up to your church on a Sunday night when perhaps it's dark or the sun is setting? I know we're getting a little longer days now, but just sit in the parking lot. And would you tell God, I'm responsible and I just want to give you all the glory that you let me cancel church for tonight. In that building that costs 500000 or a million or $10 million or whatever it is, in that building tonight, all glory goes to you, God, that no one's going to get saved tonight. No one's going to get saved tonight. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, God, I want to just pray. I, I, I dare you to pray. 
and say, now, no one's going to surrender to serve God tonight. No one's going to get baptized tonight. No one's going to sing a hymn in that building that we built. No one's going to sing a hymn. This is wonderful, God. I'm doing this all for you. That How in the world, Pastor, can you uh, shut the church on a Sunday night? I have no, no, that's no wisdom. Maybe you can get, we sing that song with Brother Martinez. It was on a Monday. So it must have been the hand of the Lord. We stand when we got saved. But if you got saved on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, I got saved on a Sunday night. I'm standing. Would you stand to your feet if you got saved on a Sunday morning or Sunday night? May only be a few. Would you stand right there? Now, I wish the camera could get on all this. All over the auditorium, people are standing. Now, if you were saved on a Sunday night, remain standing. Some of you were saved Sunday morning. Well, Joseph, Christian, you've been saved less than a year. Wouldn't it be great if we would have the church closed down on Sunday night? You didn't have to get saved? Oh, that'd been wonderful. Joseph, you got saved on a Sunday night? Great. Mr. Nolan? Yeah, right. Riley, Sunday night? Mr. Harrison? It's on a, on a um, Sunday night, I'll let you all be seated. You know, that whole crowd, I wonder if they would have ever got saved. There's no wisdom to close the church. There's no wisdom. There's no wisdom. The big thing, I know you people don't believe this. Because you're not, a, but, but we're, this new movement is no invitations. No invitations. Well, maybe that's going to work for you. But I tell you what, when the Spirit of God began to speak to my heart on that Sunday night, I remember exactly in that little old building where I was sitting, seated, and, and I, I wanted to go, stanza one. I, I don't think it was till at least second, or, or I think perhaps the third stanza, that I stepped out there. I'm glad the church house was open that night, and Aviva Morningstar was there leading me to Christ on a Sunday night. How can you build, pastor, how can you build a building and close it down on Sunday night? Now the big thing is dropping, I know you probably don't, I'm talking about our churches, dropping soul winning. We have outreach. We hand, we hand water bottles out to the community. What about the living water? And I know we're going door to door and running and passing out and getting these tracks out and all that business. But I want you to know, friend, why would you want to have less of God and less of church? Dad, what wisdom is it to say, I'm not going to have prayer with my family at nighttime? Just not going to have prayer. I feel awkward. Why would you not want to pray with your family? Why would you not want, what, what's the wisdom, spiritual way, what's, what's the wisdom found with, I, I don't want to talk to my kids, I don't want to play with my kids, I don't want to be there for my kids. And I've got a life too. God says, if any man lack wisdom, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter number uh, 3, please. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. God says, I give it to you overflowing. And wisdom is simply good sense. It's discernment. It's to be sensible. Many in this church are brilliant 
minds and you have brilliant degrees and God bless you. And so I cannot reach your level, the great education level that you have or the smarts you have or the abilities you have. But it is amazing that wisdom, I, I can have as much wisdom as you and I can have more and you can have more than me. It doesn't say the pastor gets, that's where the meter stops. You can go way beyond me. If any men lack wisdom, I pray that throughout the day, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom today. Give me discernment today. May I make the right decisions today. May I say the right things today. May I have the right spirit today. May I be a good Christian today. May I be patient with people in the pathway of life. God says, Jack, you need wisdom. Here's a man, his dad was, was a great man, David. And now his son comes on the throne in verse number five. Gibeon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, said, ask what I should give thee. And Solomon said, thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast... Thou hast kept for him this great kindness. Thou hast given to him a son to sit on the throne on this day. And and now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen, a great people that it cannot be numbered or counted for a multitude. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may be discerned between the good and the bad, to judge such, for who who is able to judge such a great people? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing, and and God said unto him, because thou hast asked for this thing, and not asked for thyself long life or, or riches and all these other things, but you, you really, he was asking for wisdom. He said, I'm going to lengthen your days, and I'm going to bless you in every area. Solomon decided, I need wisdom. I need discernment. Turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs, please, and we'll just stay in the book of Proverbs tonight in these last moments together. Proverbs chapter 1. Isn't it amazing, young people, that God wants to give you wisdom? I think of how close you teenage boys and you college-age men that are in here, I know most of our college students are working tonight, but how close you are to getting on your knee and looking up into a young girl's face and say, will you be my wife? I'll tell you what. I don't think I understood how important that decision was. If I believed in luck, I said I lucked out. I didn't luck out. It was just God's goodness to me. But I don't know if I had very much wisdom. I I knew what I was praying for. I I, I had on my prayer life, I, I knew what I was asking God for all through college in a wife. And she met that criteria. But I needed, you know, I wish, and through college, I wish I would have had more wisdom. And God just guided me to the right wife and the right ministry and all that. 
But I wonder, it was just his grace. You young men, you're in high school, especially if you're a sophomore, junior, senior, you're not that far away from marriage. Oh, I know you still have college ahead, but you're not that far. You young girls, you're not that far. You ought to, you ought to be memorizing Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. You, ever not, you never should come up to this, this wedding altar without having it. And I think most of our girls have memorized it. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. You're going to have to, girls, you're going to have to have some wisdom. Is this young man, is he a man of God at this point? A man of God doesn't mean you're the pastor of the church. A man of God means you're obsessed with God. Does he want God or does he want himself? Please, please don't marry, please, girls, don't marry a man that's all wrapped up in himself, taking selfies of himself all the time. Tell him how important he is and how great he is and all these. Don't, don't, you, you, you can't. Girls, you're too valuable. Young men, you have to find, find a wife that lo loves to be a keeper at home, the Bible says. That doesn't mean she has to stay at home, but it means she's domestic. domestic. I, I sort of joked about it on Sunday, but my goodness, I'll tell you what, I'm not asking for any help or anything. The deacons have offered to do anything and send a housekeeper. We don't need a housekeeper. But I tell you what, I'm exhausted. And the little lady doesn't have a bell and rings. I'm just, I'm exhausted. I don't, I honestly do not know how you ladies do that. I, I do two loads of wash a day. I, I got it down, I, I figured out something good today. I, I've always had the whites and the darks and then of course the towels, so it gets three, but and all those things. But I got it down, you know, I figured out if you put on heavy, the heavy, extra heavy, you got to throw the whole thing in there. The reds, the whites, the blues, the greens, just throw it all in there and it works. Now, don't tell my wife that that white top is now red or pink because she's going to find out soon enough. I, I, I'll tell you what, I was literally, again, this week, many times I say, thank you, Lord. Why these guys that are men want to become women? I have no idea. That's a case of the stupids for many reasons. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to some doctor to become a, a woman. I'm finding out. It's hard work. If I were you ladies, uh, you're sitting next to Ralph, I'd go on strike. I mean, the guy should be paying you minimum wage at least. Huh. How we doing over there, Brother Jose? Can you see? Oh, my goodness. You, you need wisdom what to do with your job. Witness, wisdom to how to raise your kids. Brother Josh, I just saw your head bob there for a minute and nod with me and you're agreeing with me, but you have four kids. And, and you have wonderful kids. Thanks to your wife. But isn't it amazing how they're all different? Doesn't mean that one's favored over the other. They're just all different. Brother Galen, you have four girls and a wife. You are the most blessed man. You imagine one is on his head, one is on his shoulders, one's rubbing his feet. I mean, he's got five ladies to work on. It's, that, that man is the, and five weddings to pay for, four weddings to pay for. That's awesome. Hey, brother, brother Bridgman, 
they're all different. They're all different lakes. And you know, I might be wrong. I'm getting where I'm going. I see three of them right there. Girls, you got your favorite color right now? Okay. Um, is that April there? I can't see. Is that April right there? There we go. What is your favorite color? Purple, Emily. Blue, pink. Three girls. Purple, blue, pink, Penny. Green. Did one say green? Four girls, four colors. And you have one missing tonight. She's probably in the nursery or something. But, but all different colors. They're all different. Parents, if you're just going to think out rubber stamp, you, you need wisdom. Just wisdom. I, I, I don't think I have one staff member that likes a correction in your face type thing. But I can look at some staff member and give them the eye. Not on the platform. I wouldn't do that in a meeting. And they'll know. I've had folks stop by the house, and I, and I'm, I hope I hope the internet went down at home. I, I didn't tell Mrs. Treber about what the doctor all told me last week about what you know pins and screws and all those things and how long the surgery and all those different things. I didn't tell her, and I've had more people come in and say, "Now you'll have to have screws." Uh, I'll go. And they'll know, cut it off right there. You know, everybody, everybody, you raise people differently. It's not, it's not that you favor one. I, I need wisdom. So we get to Proverbs, and we're out of time, but in Proverbs, this, this dad, Solomon, who asked for wisdom, and we're, we're, we find in the Bible he's, known as the wisest man to walk planet earth and and, and 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 he writes this book 31 chapters and he writes this book to his son his son's name was Rehoboam so Solomon writes this book I want to challenge everyone tonight I've done it my whole life whole adult life teenage life every day of my life I read from Proverbs Today is the 29th, so Proverbs 29. Tomorrow's the 30th, and then 31st, and then on Sunday, Saturday we go back to Proverbs 1. Everybody, every single person ought to just live in Proverbs. My, my book of Proverbs in this Bible is so marked up. I know how many times uh, the word walk or path is, 87 times. Words is 163 times. Uh, instruction 27 times, uh, wine and, uh, and, and work and wealth and the wicked and the heart is 86 times and the eye is four times and the ear is 16 times and the feet is 16 times and understanding is 64 times and knowledge is 64 times and to know and all the, I, I, I want to I wanna saturate myself in this book because I need this book I need this book because I, 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 I cannot make a mistake in my life right now. And an old preacher years ago said, Brother Treber, I'd borrow, borrow that money for your property over there on Clyde Avenue. And I'll never forget what he said. You're young enough. You're young enough that you can deal with that. 
and he says, I'm hoping it's not a mistake uh, for you to build that building, but, but, but you're young enough to pay it off. But he said, I can't make that mistake. I'm too old. And he said, if I, if I lead my people into some debt, I, I'm at the age where anything could happen. And by the way, he, he didn't live that much longer either. He lived age 74. And he was showing me some wisdom with his, with his words that he was teaching me. I, I need wisdom for my life, for my marriage, for my home, for my ministry. I, I have, absolutely have to have discernment. I need to know this is right. I need to be sensible. And that's what the word deals with. I, I need to be good sense. It is crazy sense some of the decisions we're making. And so we see the word wise tonight. I want you to look with me in chapter 1, verse 5. Read it with me. Ready? Begin. A wise man will hear. Now, if you look at chapter 1, you see in verse number 2, to receive instruction and wisdom. If you look also in verse number 3, we have the word wisdom again. In verse number 2, you have wisdom. In verse number three, you have wisdom. And in verse number five, you have the word wise. And then verse number seven, he says it again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm a fool if I don't want and desire wisdom to make sensible decisions, to, to make decisions that are good sense, to make discernment, this is right, this is wrong. Look at chapter 3, verse 7, and I'm skipping over many, uh, verse number, chapter 2, verse 2, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. God wants me to listen to wisdom. Verse number 10, verse number 6, wisdom again. Verse number 10, wisdom again. Look at chapter 3, verse number 7. Let's read it together. 3, 7. Ready? Begin. Be not wise. Well, I think I've got this. No, you don't have it. It's just God's will for your life. So, well, I just don't know. Well, then don't make a decision when you don't know. If there's doubt, you heard this story so often, the student came to see Dr. Lee Robertson, and he told him, I need to make this decision. And Dr. Robertson took a three-by-five card out and made a question mark. He said, here it is, son. He said, that's your counsel, a question mark? He said, as long as you have a question, don't go forward. Don't, don't do anything until God gives you a, a direct peace in your heart, leadership by the Holy Spirit of God. Make sure that what you're doing is what God wants you to do, not what your flesh wants you to do, not what, what the, the, the society wants you to do. Fit in. Notice what the Bible says in chapter number, go to chapter 4, I love chapter 4, verse number 5, I want you to read it, 4, 5, ready, begin. Get wisdom. So God says, a dad writes to his son, get wisdom. How do you get wisdom, James 1, 5? How do you get it? How do you get wisdom? If any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask. Ask of God that give it to all men liberally. You can be in seventh grade and have as much wisdom as I have. 
and I can be at whatever age I am and, and someone smarter than me, I can have as much wisdom as they have. No age has a limit on wisdom. Here's a young, he said, I'm, just, he said, I'm the new king, I'm child, I'm, I'm an infant compared to my dad. I need wisdom. And God says, I'll give you wisdom. Notice what the, the Bible says in chapter 4, verse 7. I love this verse, 4, 7. Ready, begin. Wisdom is the... When, we're, when we have something that's a principal thing, it's the leading position. The leading position, principal thing, my life needs to be governed by wisdom. By wisdom. I, I need to make decisions that are based on discernment. They're good. They're sensible. They have good sense. 163 times in Proverbs, <coughs> this dad says to his son, wise in wisdom. 163 times. That would be a good quiz question for next week. 163 times in this text, it, there's wisdom in, this, in these 31 chapters. I, I believe a father's trying to say, son. And you know what Rehoboam did with all this Proverbs? He threw it out the window. He said, no, old man, I'm not going to listen to you. And he said, I didn't listen to you counsel the old men, and I'm not going to listen to the counsel of the young men. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you're going to destroy your life. We're out of time, but I want you to see chapter 8, verse 33. In chapter 8, verse number 33, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. I wish I could get to all these texts that I wanted to give you tonight in Proverbs that I have listed here. Teenagers, draw from the Word of God wisdom. Teenagers, draw from your parents wisdom. Draw from senior saints. Draw from the Word of God. I, I don't remember, Brother David, I don't remember ever sitting down with my dad and getting wisdom from him or getting counsel from him or getting instruction from him. But I watched my dad all the time. I do remember now saying that, that he taught me how to use the edger, and he taught me how to use the lawnmower. It was a push lawnmower, and I was down here in that middle bar, and he was up here in the big bars. And he showed me how to do it. He said, you always cut along two ways, and you always edge it, and you sweep it. And I'll never forget, he says, you bag it, you throw it away, there's shavings, in it. and then you always hose the sidewalks off, son. Uh, my dad just taught me those things because we did them. I, I feel like I know how to treat a lady because I watched my, my, my dad, how he treated my mother. I can never think of one time he ever raised his voice at her or was ever unkind to her. They never acted narcissistic where, you know, they used us kids as the middle man in between their argument. They, I don't remember them having them. What, what to God that you boys would be raised up like that and you young ladies? Wisdom is for the teenager, and we have teenagers and, and adults in here. It's for the young adults. It's the middle age. It's for the senior saints. Sometimes I watch senior saints make Decisions that are not full of wisdom at all. I'm, I'm wondering, what are you doing? 
quickly. One, seek wisdom. Seek it. God's word tells me to seek wisdom. Two, walk in wisdom. Three, hear wisdom. Four, borrow wisdom from seasoned people. My illustration is this. I, I honestly, I do not know how to buy a vehicle. I, I think I could if I wanted to, but I don't, I don't know how to buy a vehicle. So for 25 years, I've had to borrow wisdom from people that know how to buy a vehicle. I, I don't know, and I, I know interest rates and all that, but I, I, and, but I didn't know if it was a good time to get a, a, a refinance the house for a smaller payment, a smaller interest rate. I, I, I don't know how to make that decision. So I have to borrow from people that know. I, I think I know, but I'm not going to risk that. I've got a wife involved here. I'm not going to risk that. I borrowed so much knowledge from Bobby Robertson for this church, from Lee Robertson for this church, from Tom Malone from this church, from John Rice, Lester Roloff, <laughs> J. Frank Norris, who died about six months after I was born, read everything about him, Jack Highhouse, Curtis Hudson. I have letters and files in my files from those men so much. I would meet with them. They'd come here to preach, and I always have, they'd come once a year, and I'd have a file folder, all typed. I had one, they had one. I said, here's my questions I have. And I didn't read the questions. I never read the questions. I, I said, question one is right there. I can recall them reading the question, and I'd write down their answer. I never asked them about that, because I I, I, their time was valuable. They'd say, question two says this. I normally have two pages, about maybe 10 or 15 questions on each page. Because I had never pastored a church 10 years, but they had. I had never pastored a church 20 years, but they had. I've never pastored a church 30 years at that time, but they have. You know what I'd love to do sometimes? Just sit down with young preachers in a room and talk to them. I know I have a lot of wisdom of things that I've made mistakes with. I made a mistake here. I'd like to teach them that. I'd like to teach them how, how, how this became the singing church. How this had a, has a school that raises up the next generation. That's why all, the, all these churches try to hire our students. Because we're producing a product. Ms. Trevor said years ago, it seems like so many of these churches like our product, they just don't like our recipe. So they get our product and then they start toying with the recipe. Don't let some other church change you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.